Section 7 of Sabotage. This is a LibraVox recording. All LibraVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibraVox.org. Sabotage by Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. Non-adulteration and over-adulteration. Now, Boyd's forms of sabotage was not the most dangerous form of sabotage at that. If the judges had any imagination, they would know that Boyd's form of sabotage was pretty mild compared with this. Suppose that he had said to the dyers in Patterson, to a sufficient number of them, that they could do it as a whole, so that it would affect every dye house in Patterson. Instead of introducing these chemicals for adulteration, don't introduce them at all. Take the lead, the zinc, and the tin, and throw it down the sewer, and weave the silk, beautiful, pure, durable silk, just as it is. Dye it pound for pound, hundred pound for hundred pound. The employers would have been more hurt by that form of sabotage than by what Boyd advocated, and they would probably have wanted him put in jail for life instead of for seven years. In other words, to advocate non-adulteration is a lot more dangerous to capitalist interests than to advocate adulteration, and non-adulteration is the highest form of sabotage in an establishment like the dive houses of Patterson, bakeries, confectioners, meat-packing houses, restaurants, etc. Interfering with quality or durability or the utility of a product might be illustrated as follows. Suppose a milkman comes to your house every day and delivers a quart of milk and this quart of milk is half water and they put some chalk in it and some glue to thicken it. Then a milk driver goes on that round who belongs to a union. The union strikes and they don't win any better conditions. Then they turn on the water faucet and they let it run so that the mixture is four-fifths water and one-fifth milk. You will send the milk back and make a complaint. At the same time that you are making that complaint and refusing to use the milk, hundreds and thousands of others will do the same thing. And through striking at the interests of the consumer once, they are able to effect better conditions for themselves and also they are able to compel the employers to give the pure product. That form of sabotage is distinctly beneficial to the consumer. Any exposure of adulteration any other adulteration that makes the product unconsumable is a lot more beneficial to the consumer than to have it tinctured and doctored so that you can use it but so that it is destructive to your physical condition at the same time interfering with quality means can be instanced in the hotel and restaurant kitchens i remember during the hotel workers strike they used to tell us about the great cauldrons of soup that stood there month in and month out without ever being clean that were covered with their degree and with various other forms of animal growth and that very many times into this soup would fall a mouse or a rat and he would be fished out and thrown aside and the soup would be used just the same now can anyone say that if the workers in those restaurants as a means of striking at their employers would take half a pound of salt and throw it into that soup cauldron you as a dinner or consumer wouldn't be a lot better off it would be far better to have that soup made unfit for consumption than to have it left in a state where it can be consumed but where it is continually poisonous to a greater or less degree destroying the utility of the goods sometimes means a distinct benefit to the person who might otherwise use the goods end of non-adulteration and over-adulteration